0: Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Bay podcast. So it's been about six weeks since I have moved into my dream apartment here in Los Angeles, and I think it's time to finally close a loop that I have opened up in my life since December of 2019, where I have been sharing with you guys. If you listen to my ayahuasca ceremony podcast episodes, you will know that I had a vision for a very particular place that I needed to live in. And I finally moved into this place. And I want to share with you guys the story, the official story behind how I manifested my dream penthouse apartment that I have hardcore been manifesting since the day I got back from Rhythmia, And I think it's a great story also to show you guys how things get brought up in terms of surrender, in terms of normalizing wealth, abundance, in terms of feeling worthy of your desire. So I'm going to talk about all that stuff and really what I learned in this process, but obviously I'm going to share the story first with you guys. So in order to share the story, I got to go back a few years. Okay. So Brennan and I were once walking in North Hollywood, which if you're familiar with Los Angeles area, it's in the valley in the San Fernando Valley. And he was staying at an Airbnb at the time. This is 2016. This is just right when I moved to LA, as well as he moved to LA just six weeks after I did. And we were walking by a building. I think we're on our way to like a restaurant or something just to get some food, maybe Chipotle or whatever we could afford back then. And I remember looking at a building and me and him, it like just caught our eyes because they just had these beautiful balconies. It's very modern, very much our style at the time. And I remember looking at that building and going, Brennan, one day we're going to live in that building. And we thought nothing of it. And guess what? That ended up being our first apartment that we got together without being consciously aware of it until we finally moved in. And then, also that same year of 2016, I was driving down Wilshire Boulevard. Again, if you are not familiar with LA, probably doesn't mean anything to you, but if you are familiar with Los Angeles, it is a street that kind of combines the Westwood area as well as the Beverly Hills area. And it's this boulevard with a bunch of high-rise buildings. And I remember being in my Jetta, my white Jetta in 2016, driving to meet Brennan somewhere, somewhere in LA. I think, I don't even know where I was going at the time. Doesn't matter. And I remember being on the street and looking at the street and saying again, one day I'm going to live on the street. And of course I thought nothing of it and literally did not think of this again again. Except the fact that it would be, you know, at the time I was just thinking, oh, it'd be nice. And at, the su- uh, at some point, because that was when I was really diving into manifesting and really um, shopping around with my mind, right? I used to do a lot of mind shopping. I still do. But this is something that I, I started to do to help me get used to these new levels that I was wanting to manifest in my life where I would go to um, luxury stores or I would go to streets and point out houses and be, and be and just be like, oh, I can afford that. That's awesome. I want to live there. So I was really practicing this game and not really thinking anything of it, except for the fact that it would be nice and I could have it just because I wanted it. And then what ended up happening is that two and a half years later, Brennan and I moved into a building literally on that street. That building came after the initial building where we were walking on the street and saying, one day we're going to live there. Now we are living in a building on the street where I said, one day we're going to live on the street. And we just so happened to find a space we loved at the time. And it actually didn't hit me. It's not like we were doing this on purpose it didn't hit me until one day I was driving home and that vision, that memory just just came back to me in a flash. And I remember driving and going, oh my God, I've been here before. I've said these things before and holy shit, we just moved in. And the reason why I'm sharing this is because the same thing happened again now. And I just want to show you like how fascinating life is. Like when you truly surrender yourself to the flow of life, knowing that the universe is constantly conspiring in your favor. You will start to pay attention to this and you'll start to pay pay attention to these synchronicities. And it's only when looking back in hindsight, usually that you go, wait a second, is manifesting really that easy? Is it as simple as just pointing out things that you want like a catalog and not stressing about it, not thinking anything of it and just trusting that it would happen in some divine way? yeah, that's exactly what it is because guess what, guys? It happened again. Though I'm going to tell you the whole story of how it happened because of course there's a even more incredible synchronicity with how it showed up in an ayahuasca vision for me. But I did the same thing with where I currently live because when we moved into that building... Brendan and I started to explore our new area because we moved from the valley to the west side of Los Angeles. And I grew up in the valley my whole life. So I was very unfamiliar with the west side and I didn't really know much about it except for like, you know, it's just another part of LA. Um, it's considered to be more of the city rather than the valley. And while exploring our new area, And figuring out like what restaurants are around us and what stores are around us. I remember seeing another building, this beautiful modern building, and looking at Brennan (laughs) and saying the exact same words, you guys. One day we're gonna live in this building. And Brennan and I, we nerd out over like penthouse living. Um, We nerd out over high rise buildings. We love views, we love feeling like we're up in the sky. And, and, feeling super expansive. So, you know, we're obviously the building piqued our interest and we're like that this building looks cool. And this building is like well known by real estate, um, enthusiasts here in LA. Like, I don't think there's a single person that I've talked to in real estate that's familiar where, who doesn't know this building because of its uniqueness. Um, there's not many like it in LA. It's pretty much penthouse living on every floor with full service staff and incredible amenities. And no, I don't technically live on the penthouse in my building. It pretty much is like penthouse living because of the floor to ceiling windows and we're on the 22nd floor and it's super high and it's super expansive. And so I'm just pretty much calling it my penthouse apartment, but just for full transparency, we're not in the penthouse. The penthouse is um, quite an investment. Let's just put it that way. (laughs) So also uh, a fun fact, um, my friend, Henry Amar, who has come on the podcast before, we actually joked at one time that we would both live in this building at the exact same time. And, um, so, you know, we were both very aware of it. We've talked about it before and we're like, whoa, um, yeah, this is super expansive. Love it. Let's move in one day. And we didn't know how soon it was going to happen. I thought we were thinking like five years because we weren't taking it seriously. It's not like we went to go look at the price. It's not like we went to, um, you know, go explore it. We never went in, it's just like a something that was on our vision board. Sorry, guys, my dogs are being extra loud right now. So I just texted my husband to keep them quiet while I'm podcasting in my office. Um, So if you hear any barking, you know, I'm babysitting my mom's dog at the moment because my mom's in Sedona and little Leia thinks that Snape is the most exciting thing in the world. So she's constantly trying to play with him. Anyway, so here we are now living in this building. (laughs) But how it came to be is a manifestation story that really goes to show you the power of releasing and surrendering every single detail in your life and just trusting the process of receiving your manifestations, knowing that just because it's not in your reality yet does not mean that it's not literally on the way to you right now. It does not mean that energetically, because we as human beings, we have a veil you know, between the physical world and the spiritual world, right? There is a veil that's keeping you from seeing just how mysteriously things are conspiring and transpiring in your favor. And oftentimes, like we just, you know, we only see the physical realm. And so oftentimes we think that just because it's not here yet means that it's never going to happen. When often people don't understand how quick And how soon and how close to the manifestation they sabotage it. It's like they'll sabotage it the day before it was supposed to happen or moments before it was supposed to happen. They just sabotage it. And so I wanna share with you guys, like, you know, my hope is to obviously inspire you and also show you how things have come up for me in terms of self sabotage and how I personally cope with up leveling as I normalize new levels in my life, because this place has really challenged me in terms of claiming what I'm worthy of. And I'll share a little bit more um, about that. And it's it pertains a lot to like anything. Anytime something is new in your life that's expansive, like I compare it to the first time you fly first class versus the 75th time you fly first class, right? It kind of loses that newness, which isn't to say that you take it for granted. You're still really grateful for it. You're still really grateful for everything in your life, but it's not so new that you're putting it on the pedestal because as soon as you put something on a pedestal, you make it special. And when you make something special, it's you're more likely to sabotage it, right? When you're putting a relationship on the pedestal, you sabotage it. When you put a, um, a manifestation on the pedestal, you sabotage it. When you put money on the pedestal, you can't manifest money. It's like something happens when you when you make relationships special, Right and again, I don't compare that to taking it for granted. It's completely different. It's like you're normalizing it, but coming from gratitude at the exact same time. Like, thank you so much for these incredible things in my life, but you're not putting them on a pedestal. I don't know if that makes sense, but stick with me because we're gonna uh, we're gonna go a little bit deeper into this at um, the end when I share with you what my process of normalizing is, and you'll see that I'm coming from an energy of appreciation and gratitude. So. Let's go into the story time, shall we? Um, so my ayahuasca ceremony, if you haven't listened to those episodes, you guys, I talk about them probably every day. It's been so profound in my life. Um, I, I still to this day am processing things. I still to this day am connecting things from my ceremony and my ceremonies have taught me so much. And this place that we live in came to me in my ceremony. So let me take you back to December. Uh, to the very first ayahuasca ceremony at Rhythmia. And this is towards the end of the ceremony after I go to hell, <laughs> after I process all my ancestors, after I do all this excruciating work. It's now the fun time where ayahuasca starts showing me things about my da- daily life, right? She went into this whole like global thing, right? Showing me this global energy and like how, whatever. uh, If you guys want to hear the story, just go listen to that episode. But anyway, so we get to the fun part, which is she's showing me things about my business. And now in particular, she takes me to my current apartment. So in my vision, I'm taken to my current apartment and I am shown a very clear image of how the energetics of our current space is holding me back. And, you know, I've always known this intuitively because something has felt off intuitively Um, but this time I was given an actual energy map. So instead of just feeling what was off, I could actually see it and it was wild and I could see what was happening. And what I ended up seeing was these dark clouds. Okay, So let me just give you guys some context. We're in a building that has 18 floors. We're on the ninth floor. Okay, It's a high rise building. And it's also similar to this building that we currently live in in the sense that it is um, full service staff. We have valet. We have all these incredible things. Not as many amenities as our current building, but kind of of the same same style, right? The other one was older. This one's newer, but just the the style is very similar. And what I'm seeing is there's dark clouds of energy flooding the upper floors, the lower floors, and the valet guys. And the valet, valet guys obviously work on the ground floor. They um, they help out with things with the residents, but they mainly take care of the cars because we didn't have, like, self-service parking. We just had valet parking. And I could see that our apartment is pretty clear because, you know, Ayahuasca is showing me that, you know, you clear the energy here. Good job. Like, it's pretty clear. But there's a lot of darkness that you walk through. When you go downstairs, you're walking through darkness. Obviously, you don't go on the higher floors, but when you are... Um, Communicating or being around the other residents, there's these dark clouds of energies. And, you know, the residents were like how I saw them, they were just infiltrated with these low vibrational frequencies that were infecting the building. And this is also passed on to the valet guys who. You know, just for context, Brennan and I absolutely love these guys. They were like our family. They were so sad we were moving out. Oh my God, they were so sad. We were sad. We love them. They're like our second family. We give them Christmas presents, Christmas bonuses. Um, we treat them like family. And I can't speak for the other residents. I have witnessed so much racism towards them um, because I think the majority of them are Hispanic. And I've just witnessed so much entitlement. And um, from the other residents and so much anger and so much like stress. And I, it was like so weird. It was like Brendan and I just didn't belong energetically in that space. We thought we did in the beginning, but like I could just notice that things were off. And so I was seeing this. I was seeing cords attached to them, draining their life force, and the cords were being attached to the other residents, right? I could see the other residents siphoning this energy from the staff. But at the same time, you know, they were they were they were taking that life force from them. So seeing their life force getting amplified and then drained simultaneously. And where it's being drained to is being drained through anger. It's being drained through entity attachments. Right? There's entities that are attached to them because they're an energetic match to that low vibrational frequency. And so they're staying in that angry place. They're staying in that low frequency place. And so their energy is being siphoned. So they have to siphon from someone else. Right? That's the vicious cycle of energy vampires is that it's not just that person, you guys. There's stuff going on in the spiritual level where their energy is being siphoned by some low vibrational frequency that is outside of the human realm. Um, yes, we're getting esoteric here, uh, but stay with me. So this is just what I'm I'm just reporting, right? I'm just the reporter of what Mother Ayahuasca was showing me. So um, anyway, it was just a mess and I didn't like seeing it. And then Mother Ayahuasca said to me, she was like, Catherine, is it any wonder to you why you never fully unpacked or moved in here? You outgrew this place in one month. One month, and you up-leveled so fast (laughs) that now this space and this environment is no longer inspiring you. In fact, it's blocking you and draining your life force. It's time to move. So I see that. And just an FYI, This place is like not a, you know, when you look at it, when you're in there, it's not like a, it doesn't seem like that. It's a million dollar condo. It was like three times the rent of our last place. It was a massive up level for us. It was a massive like frequency shifter for us. And it was located in one of the wealthiest neighborhoods in LA. So it made no logical sense, but it was confirmation for something that I was feeling intuitively. Like I could just feel that we outgrew the place very fast and I couldn't understand why. It took me six months to finally settle into my office just for context. Like my office was set up just a few weeks after we moved in here. The only reason why I haven't been podcasting in my office until like today or actually this week because I um, I did some podcast interviews in here is because I had to get sound pa- panels because of the echo um because i need more like furniture and rugs in here probably i don't know figuring it out i'm not a sound expert so i'm figuring it out um and with the last place that wasn't the issue the issue was just i wasn't unpacking like for some reason things weren't getting unpacked and so when mother aya showed this to me i was like oh my god this makes sense right everything makes sense when she shows you things and then flash right like a dream i don't know if you guys ever experienced this like for anyone who hasn't taken Um, a psychedelic like ayahuasca as a plant medicine, um, ceremoniously, of course. You know, how I can explain this to you is think of a dream. Have you ever woken up from a dream and then fallen back asleep and it's like a different dream? Like it's not like you don't necessarily continue that other dream. Sometimes you can, but like usually you flash to something else. So it works the same way. It feels like a, a dream just flashed. Okay. So flash, I am taken to a new place and I am shown very specific things. I'm shown floor to ceiling windows, a very specific downtown LA view from every single room. And as I'm watching this vision unfold, I'm getting like a virtual walkthrough. You know, I don't know if you've ever done like a virtual walkthrough when shopping for apartments or houses online and just looking at places like they have technology that allows you to do a virtual walkthrough. So think of that. And so I'm, I'm I'm being given a virtual walkthrough and then all of a sudden it clicks for me. I'm like, wait a second, she's showing me a new place. You know, sometimes it takes a second for your conscious mind to kick in, if at all. <laughs> sometimes I explain it as like you have these, it's like going underwater. So your subconscious mind and then you you have an opportunity to take a breath and your conscious mind kicks in. You're like, wait a second, this is a vision. I'm having a vision right now. Okay. Paying attention. And um, you know, I I immediately interpret this place as a house and I keep asking her, I'm like, hey, am I buying a house? Cause I was like, I don't want to buy a house right now. I want to invest into multifamily like real estate properties. Um, I have no interest in buying my own house for a while. And uh she's like, No, you're not buying a house. I'm like, okay, cool. We're on the same page. But I'm like, Well, why are you showing me a house? Like, am I renting a house? And then I get no answer right? So she doesn't say anything, but she's still showing it to me. And so I see the size and, um, you know, as I'm looking around, you know, my conscious mind kicks in and I'm like, wait a second. I know real LA real estate in terms of prices. I'm like, this is a view that's going to be double my current rent that I'm already like paying at home. And I remember asking, I'm like, wait a second, how am I going to pay for this and how much? And this is what I hear in return. Catherine, (laughs) Catherine, This is how she speaks to me. Catherine, you preach money manifestation. You tell everyone how their life is going to up-level after making investments in yourself. Why even ask this question? Apply the same advice to yourself. You talk about all of this success and blah, 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 blah. Just watch what happens when you move in here. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll trust. And then she tells me, you know, I'm kind of relieved because here's a common fear that people have when they're doing ayahuasca. And this is actually a common fear that people have when it comes to listening to their intuition. They're so afraid that their intuition is going to tell them to like drop their current life and go do something completely different. Right. And this is a common fear where a lot of people are afraid to listen to their intuition because they're afraid their intuition is going to say, Hey, you need to sell your house, sell all your furniture, move to Costa Rica. And, you know, Do this, become a yoga teacher, right? Or like something completely different from what they're currently doing. And a lot of people have fear in following their intuition, not understanding that their intuition is never wrong. And even if it makes no logical sense, it's somehow playing out in your favor. It's somehow playing out to your highest good. And it's somehow leading you to the life you've always wanted. But you have to trust that. And you have to trust that you might see something that makes you very uncomfortable. And so my fear was that she was going to tell me to move out of LA. And I love LA. And she said to me immediately, because I noticed the view was of LA, and she said, you need to stay in LA. You need to pray over LA. You're one of LA's angels, and you're here to raise its frequency and protect it. You need to face downtown LA, and you need to send loving energy into that direction. And I'm like, okay, got it. you know. And then, of course, ceremony continues, but this is what I got in terms of this place. And when I got out of ceremony, I went to my room immediately and our lease was expiring at that time. Um, And the plan was when I was going to go home, we were going to renew our lease for another year, even though my gut just didn't sit well with it. You know, I'm human. Sometimes I'm like, okay, logically, it makes sense. Let's, Let's sign another year. And I immediately go home to my room, not home home, but my room, and I text Brennan and I go, hey. First of all, I tell him this is so funny. He he tells everyone this like they're like, what was it like for Catherine to go do ayahuasca? He's like, well, the first night I got a text and said I went to hell and came back. (laughs) So after I sent that text, I said, hey, please do not sign um, the uh, don't sign a lease. Don't renew our lease yet until I get home and until I explain things to you. So, long story short, I go home and I went on my search. I explained this to Brennan. He was like, okay, fine. You know, he's always like, okay, fine. (laughs) And I went to go do my search and I became the queen of Zillow. And I started to search for houses in LA that we could rent. And, you know, since Ayahuasca said we're not buying a house, I'm like, okay, let me go to the rental market and see what houses are there for rent. And of course, absolutely nothing shows up with my vision. Uh, We actually went to go see a house and it was like, it was very similar, but it was still like, meh, like it just didn't feel right. And so we're like, okay, thank you so much for showing us whatever, went home and I just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking like a fiend, just like all day long for three days. And then I saw a psychic shortly after coming home from Rhythmia and she immediately said to me, oh, you're moving. And, you know, I told her my vision. I was like, well, you know, let me explain things to you first. I told her my vision. And she said, yeah, that's what I see. And so I asked her, I'm like, okay, so when is it going to happen? And she said, it's already happening. This place is going to land on your lap. Just trust it. It's already like I see it, it's already happening. So I went home and I just allowed that to give me permission to stop obsessing, right? Because when we get obsessive, with the how it's going to happen, it ain't going to happen. So I left Zillow alone for a few weeks. I'm like, Kathy, you need to relax. And I decided that somehow I would get some sort of um, synchronicity of some sort. And I just trusted that somehow I'm going to get an email or notification or someone's going to say something and it's going to lead to a question, which which is going to lead to a conversation. Like somehow it's going to land in my lap. So I left it alone. And in the meantime, Brennan is telling me, because our lease is over by this point, we decide to go month to month. And so Brennan agrees that we should move. And in the meantime, Brennan is telling me how much he absolutely loves condo living and does not want to move into a house. And of course, I'm getting so frustrated because I keep telling him my vision. And I'm like, Brennan, a condo is not in my vision, right? I'm being so ruthless about this. Um, I will admit, sometimes I've gotten very mean about it. (laughs) And I've learned to balance out my emotions when it comes to my vision. That's one of the lessons that I learned through this manifestation. So finally, after New Year's Eve, it's our anniversary. We go to Vegas, we have fun. And afterwards, we decide to go and check out one condo. I agreed to Brennan you know, um, that we would go check out a condo just to make him happy, check it off our list, just to see what's out there. Fine, I agree to it because he agreed to seeing houses with me. And, you know, marriage is all about balance. So he, of course, picks the building that we once said that we're going to live in. And so we decided to schedule a visit. And I told him, you know what, this is on you. You schedule a visit, whatever. I'll just come along, but this is mainly for you. So, Long story short, let's fast forward a little bit. I think it's like the week after we um, – uh, no, no, it's the same day we came home from Vegas. It's like right after Vegas. So Brendan scheduled a visit on our way home. We decided to stop in there. Um, yeah, I think that's how it went. Anyway, doesn't matter. We schedule a visit, and upon walking in, the woman, the leasing agent, who's showing us around, um, she got distracted by some questions that Brendan was asking and accidentally pushed the wrong floor on the elevator. That she didn't in- initially intend on showing us first. Um, she intended on showing it to us last because it, apparently it was like an amenity floor. But she said, oh, what the heck? We're just going to start here. And so the elevator doors open. And guess what I see? Guess what I immediately see right when the elevator doors open? I see a white owl figurine standing on a dresser to the left of a little foyer waiting room for the elevator and it's staring at me. (laughs) And um, this is also related to ayahuasca. On my second ceremony, I had this whole thing with a white owl. So any of you guys who listen to those episodes, you know that a white owl has become one of my ultimate signs from spirit that says, hey, Catherine, you're on the right path, or hey, Catherine, pay attention here. So the message I immediately you know, of course my eyes widen. I stop in my tracks. I tell the leasing agent to stop for a second because I have to point it out to Brennan. And I'm like, Brennan, Brennan, there's a white owl. And the message I immediately got was, Catherine, pay attention here. So I'm like, okay, what the fuck does this mean? I'm so confused, right? I'm so confused. We're in a condo, but I didn't see a condo in my vision. At least I don't even know what I saw. All I saw was a view, but holy shit, why am I seeing a white owl right now? And so the woman starts showing us units and she shows us like five different units, five different layouts. And of course, we don't like any of them. And Brennan and I are looking at each other. We're like, what the what the frick is going on? Like none, all these suck. Like even the ones who have potential of being the view for me, right? Brennan's not looking in particular to my vision, but he's looking at like vibe for himself and vibe of what our style is. And it's not that they suck; it's just that, like, for the money, it just didn't make any sense. And so we're like, "This is so weird." Um, until the woman she said, "Wait a second! I want to show you guys my favorite unit. It's our most popular view. You know, it takes longer for these units to open up. Um, people really want them. But I'm going to show one to you um, just in case. And I saved the best for last." So we're like, "Okay." And when Brennan and I walk in, we go, Holy shit, this is beautiful. Like you just walk in and the energy just opens up. You just, you know how you just feel like you expand in certain environments? Well, we immediately looked at each other and we're like, if we're moving here, like if this is it, this is the space we want to live in. And then I realized that it matched my vision. So of course, I get all types of confused because I was convinced this whole time that it was a house, but I was like the white owl, that's too much of a coincidence. That's too much of a synchronicity for me to ignore it. Like I need to go home and revisit my vision or I need to be open to what else it could mean. You know, what are the most important parts of my vision? Was it the fact that it was a house or was it more about the view? Was it more about how I felt in it? Right. So I had to like really evaluate. And it's not like I could just, you know, go home and take ayahuasca and like ask her again. I really had to trust, really had to trust my intuition. And um, in the meantime, we go down, we go downstairs to the leasing office. We chat about costs, logistics, you know, the leasing agent. Um, she said that we have, um, she's like, oh, by the way, we have a very special unit opening up that has the exact same view. It's the exact same unit. But it's bigger. It has an extra den. It has a much bigger master closet. If you guys are interested, the guy's moving out in February, and we're like, okay. And she shows us the floor plan, plan. and of course, it's really nice. Um, Same exact thing as the one we just saw, but but bigger, like maybe 600 square foot bigger, which is a big deal. And uh, you know, we're like, okay, cool. What's the price? And she tells us the price, and we literally go, oh fuck no. It was super out of alignment with what we were looking for in terms of price. And what the number she tells us is literally triple what we were currently paying for our condo. And we tell her, you know, no, we're actually interested in the exact one that you showed us, the same unit. Can you please call us as soon as one of them opens up? And I think that she showed us one that was already taken. I don't remember exactly what happened, why, you know, it's not like we, I don't remember going home and feeling like we needed to think about it. I felt like it wasn't available. And so we had to wait for our phone call. So of course I was manifesting a phone call. So Brennan and I go home and we're like, okay, we got lots to think about, you know, let's see what else is on, is on the market just in case. But meanwhile, I can't stop thinking about this place, you guys. And I go back to Zillow and I see what else is out there. And of course, nothing matches my vision, like not even close. And I remember thinking about the psychic saying, it's going to fall in my lap. It's going to fall in my lap. It's already here. It's going to fall on my lap. And this place, like the way it unfolded, it literally fell on my lap. And nothing else is matching my vision. Um, and the leasing agent calls us, I think about like a week later. And she said... Um, maybe like a week or two later. And I remember we went to Vegas again, Brennan and I, and she calls us and she said, Hey, someone's moving out of the unit that we liked and that we can come look at it and see if we want to snag it before someone else does. And so of course, um, you know, after Vegas, before going to Morocco with our team in February, we decided to go see the unit. And I was like, Brennan, if it's the same unit, let's look at it closely. Let's go in the kitchen. Let's turn on all the things, like see the water pressure, like, like let's act like we're moving in. Um and really see if we like it and and examine it closely. And uh we end up meeting with a guy this time because our original leasing agent, who was awesome by the way, um, very, very helpful, she was actually moving on to another opportunity and she said that we'll be taken care of by this man for today. So um we're like, okay, so we meet him and uh he takes us to the unit. And everything looks the same. And we walk in and we start checking things out. And he like kind of goes off on his own. Like he immediately was like, wait a second, and just like kind of quickly goes on goes off on his own while Brendan and I are looking at the view and we go, Holy frick, this is beautiful. Wow. And he comes back, he's like, Oh my God, you guys. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love this unit. Do you guys know which unit this is? And confused, we're looking at him like you know, uh, yeah, we've seen it before, right? Like, what what are you talking about? And he goes, guys, this is the one with the den. I love this unit. Have you guys seen this unit? And, you know, I immediately go, are you kidding me? Are they showing us that unit that we said we didn't want? Um, Because I knew, I knew that if they were going to show us a unit that was bigger and nicer than the one we already loved, of course, we're going to have a hard time saying no, but it's so out of alignment with our price range that we're like, you know, it would upset me. I just didn't even want to see it. And so I immediately, you know, go see it. And I'm like, wait a second, how much does this one cost again? And he lists off that same price. And of course we go, um, F no. And I initially get upset and I feel like we're wasting our time because we thought we came to see the unit that we were uh, Yes. On. But instead we were shown this unit, which we never wanted to see in the first place because it was out of alignment. And, you know, I gave like Brennan this frustrated look, but then something weird started to happen. While we're in the living room, looking out the view, the guy looked at us and went, guys, this is your unit. I don't know if you understand or why I feel like I need to tell you this, but you're meant to be here. Do you know the power of manifestation? I believe that you can manifest whatever you want. You know, For me personally, I always ask God to give me an apartment that I can't afford for the price that I can. And that's how I manifested all of my places that I've lived in. You can manifest this. You guys are meant to be here. And, you know, in your logical mind, you immediately go, oh, yeah, you know, of course he would say that because he wants us to move in. You know, of course, any leasing agent would say that, any real estate agent would say that. But, and then I thought about it and I was like, wait a second. He's personally, first of all, he's not a leasing agent. He wasn't personally getting anything out of us renting this place. He was just helping out for the day because he had access to the keys. And um, the other leasing agent said that we've already seen the building before. So it's not like a whole show. It's just like letting us in to see if we wanted to check out this unit. And the way he specifically mentioned manifestation." I could not help but pay attention. I took that as a sign immediately. And again, the white owl was speaking to me and I heard, pay attention. So then he said, Look, I'm going to vouch for you guys. I'm going to tell you, go, to go downstairs right now and negotiate it for a lower price. Okay. I'm going to text the person you need to talk to right now. Go downstairs and get this unit. Get this unit. And so Ren and I are like, Wait, we can negotiate? Okay. You know, so we go downstairs, but you know, No one's budging. So we're like, okay, fine. You know, we decide to leave. Um, We tell them, you know what? Call us when you have the unit that we actually want—the smaller Um, unit—and you know, we just decided to fully surrender because we did our part. We took as much action as we could. If it's meant to be, we'll we'll either get that that unit that is meant to open up, or we're gonna get this new unit for the price that's in full alignment with us and our financial goals. And so they they also said that they're going to put it up on the market and we said, you know, what that's fine, but call us when no one's going to get it for that price in a couple of weeks. Of course, we had a little sass. <laughs> and then guess what happens? COVID-19 breaks out in the United States and everything shuts down like the week later. A week after we get back from Morocco actually. So, I want to say it was like 3 weeks later. And no one's moving. No one's making big financial decisions. And that unit just sat on the market and sat and sat and sat and sat. And Brenda and I stopped our search because we're like, okay, I don't think anyone's moving. Like, we don't know what's going on. There's a global pandemic. I guess we're stuck here, whatever. But in the meantime, I can't stop dreaming about this place. It shows up in my vision. It shows up in my meditations. I start dreaming about it and I just can't shake it. And I always tell my students that if you can't stop thinking about something, it's because it's meant for you. It's part of your journey and you should not ignore that obsession that you have with a desire. Like if there's an obsession out of nowhere with something, it's because your intuition is trying to tell you something. And meanwhile, at the condo that we were living in before, I'm getting every single day perpetually more and more distressed. Like I feel icky. I feel blocked. I feel uninspired. I feel very energetically low. I feel like my energy just isn't vibing anymore with the place at all. And it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse every single day. Something I forgot to put in my notes here because I have a little timeline just because I even forget like the timeline of things and I have to sit down and really think about them. Um, Because this, again, has been playing out for the last seven months, right? I forgot to mention that they actually did email us at some point during COVID and share that they have the smaller unit that opened up, two of them actually, and that we can bounce on them as soon as we wanted them. And my intuition told me to wait. And my intuition kept telling me, no, you need this specific unit. That's your unit. That is your place. This is what is in your vision. This is what's going to expand you. And so we actually took a risk, right? We took some scary risks. I listened to my intuition and we took risks and we said, no. We said, let us know when this unit isn't getting off the market and you guys are ready to give it to us. And um, so anyway, that also happened. I forgot to mention that part. But anyway, here comes May, and I finally finally reach a breakdown. And I get this intuitive hit that we I need Brennan. I tell I tell Brennan that he needs to call the building and he needs to negotiate again. And yes, it's risky, right? We already seem like pains in the asses. We already tried to negotiate. We turned them down a couple times and now we're trying to negotiate again. But my intuition keeps telling me you need to negotiate, you need to negotiate. And, you know, it's been like eight weeks now. It's still open. And Brennan tells me to wait another four weeks so that he can get an even better deal. And I said, Brennan, no, now, like my intuition is screaming now, please trust me. So he's like, okay, fine. I'll trust you. So he calls the building and long story short, he negotiates a deal that the leasing agent said they've never given before. And they actually asked us to keep it on the DL. And we ended up getting it, that unit, for literally the exact price that we were willing to pay for it. Can you say hashtag manifest it? And you know, we asked if, you know, you know, there's COVID, there is a pandemic, like can we come see the unit? Um, is there a way to socially distance this? And they told us that they have this entire like COVID protocol that they check your temperature at the door. They require masks. They, um, they're just going to give us the key. We're going to go in by ourselves. Like they're not going to be with us, whatever. So we're like, okay, we felt comfortable going in and checking it out. And we also asked like, Hey, is it possible to move in? Like, are there, Movers that are working, and they're like, Oh, yeah, we have like a whole, a whole COVID process, right? You can do this all um, in a way that's socially distanced. We'll take care of everything, whatever. So we're like, Okay, maybe this might actually happen really soon. So we decided to go see the unit that night. And when I walked in, oh my God, this is so crazy. So I walked in, I remember going from the master bedroom back to the, the living room to meet up with Brennan and Leia. And Mother Iowa, Iowa, Mother Aya spoke in my ear, and I literally heard, "Welcome home, baby." And then full body chills. I was like, oh, "Oh my god, this is actually happening! Like this actually happened! Like this is, this is what I've been driving myself crazy for for the last six months." And if you guys have been listening consistently to my podcast in the last six months, I've been hinting at frustrations. I've been feeling so frustrated with this manifestation because I really had to surrender. I really had to surrender to the timing. It wasn't something where I expected it to just fall on my lap and happen, right? It took some time. And then here's another synchronicity that happened that literally showed me why we were meant to move in at the time that we were meant to move in. So three weeks later, after we said yes and signed the lease, um, we hired a moving team. We hired an interior designer that we worked with virtually. And game time. It's moving time, right? Game on. So the fascinating synchronicity that happened is that the same weekend that we moved in, the protests for um, George Floyd's murders murder sorry happened and um you know so there's a ton of protests that are happening in LA and we could literally see them the day we moved in we could literally see them from our window marching down the streets in our surrounding neighborhood and what did i do immediately just like the vision i prayed over them i sent them loving energy and i put protective bubbles all over LA so that everyone can stay safe and is it a coincidence at all that we moved there when we did When the whole time the vision was telling me that I need to send loving energy to LA, that I was there to watch over LA and to protect LA. Is it any coincidence at all? Nope. So that was like, whoa, now I understand the timing. So now we've been here for the last six weeks, and it's been incredible. It's It feels so expansive. It's like literally the nicest place I've ever lived in. Um, I finally feel like I have my sacred sanctuary that I've been manifesting. The view is dreamy AF. Um, we have like a 270-degree view of the city, and I've also never hired an interior designer before, so my furniture is all of my favorites. I got to pick it out. It was so much fun. I didn't have to do any of the work, but I got to pick it all out. And it's really created an up level in my life. And I feel more inspired and more elevated than I ever felt before. And yet, it's also presented some challenges, which this is what I want to talk about. Because you guys hear these manifesting stories, right? You guys see other people, maybe follow other people online that share how how I manifested my million dollar business, how I manifested my husband, how I manifested this, how I manifested that. And not as often do people talk about the um, up-level syndrome that comes up for so many of us when we finally get what we want. And I get this question a lot in my DMs where people say, Catherine, I got everything I wanted, but I can't help but feel overwhelmed. And I think what people are hinting at when they say they feel overwhelmed with their manifestation is this up-level syndrome. So here's what I mean by that. It's, it's, it's been an expansive time for me, but it's also been a challenge at the same time. And I think that I'm finally through the thick of it because I've been doing a lot of like repetition, repetition, repetition when it comes to the normalizing process. But because of how much of an up level it is, my ego has kicked in to high gear for the last six weeks and just constantly jabbering and jabbering and jabbering about how it's not going to last How we're not going to be able to pay for it after a few months. How we're stupid for moving in the middle of COVID when anything can happen, right? Anything can happen to your business. How we should have put our money elsewhere. How, um, you know, we could have invested elsewhere and how I'm completely unrelatable to my audience now because I live here. And what if this is too much? And what if this is too luxurious? And holy shit. Like this is the beginning of self-sabotage, right? Most people fall into the trap of their ego. This is what happens. You get what you want, and then your ego tries to bring you back to your zone of familiarity. Because whatever you are familiar with, you have already normalized in your life. Where you currently are, you have normalized, which is why you're there. So, in order to get to the next level, you have to normalize the new level, right? And most people, And the reason why I can identify this and the reason why this doesn't hold me back anymore is because I've taught myself, you know, I've had enough experience with this and I've taught myself how to normalize new levels. And I've been finding myself really having to normalize this new level. Most people, you know, they fall into the trap of their ego and they listen to those things. They actually pay attention. They're like, oh my God, I am stupid. Oh my God. Like, yeah, my audience can't relate to me anymore oh my God, anything can happen, right? My business can go down. So might as well make it go down right now, right? Like people just, they they self-sabotage, they second guess, and they slip back into their zone of familiarity. And so what I've been actively working on, and maybe this will help you with some manifestation that you are currently working on just to be prepared for this, just to be aware of this, or maybe you have manifested something very recently where you find yourself questioning it, right? And and you have to remind yourself that it's not your higher self. It's not the highest version of yourself that's questioning it. It's not the version of yourself that brought you to it that is questioning it. It's the version of you that's been blind to what is for your highest good that's questioning it, right? So what I've been doing is I've been actively normalizing this place by reminding myself that this is my life now, that this is who I am. I keep reminding myself, I'm the type of person who lives here, who lives in this kind of place. This is what I deserve. This place is my new standard. And guess what, ego? My next living spaces, my next houses and apartments and anywhere else where I stay are going to get better and better. (laughs) So you might as well get used to it. Everything I desire lasts My income will explode because of this place. And because I live here for following my intuition, right, I live here as a result of listening to and following my intuition, no one ever regrets that. No one ever regrets listening to their heart. People only regret not listening to their heart. So I know that I'm only going to be rewarded and then something I noticed was I've been very quiet about living here. And I, what I started to do very recently, just in the last week or so, is I realized that I'm not normalizing this place by staying quiet about it. I started to take more videos and more photos of this place on my Insta stories because I realized that for some reason I was holding myself back. like I didn't want to come across as showing off, but am I really showing off if this is my actual life? right? This is my actual life. It's not like I'm pretending that this is my life. It's not like I'm renting this place for a night and pretending I live here. It's not like I am, you know, I was telling Brennan um, when I had these breakthroughs around this place, I was like, it's not like I'm going out to rent a private jet just for a photo shoot. The day I take photos and videos of me in a private jet is because I'm actually flying in a private jet. Like this is real life. And so me living here, this is my actual life. This is my new normal now. So I have to get used to it. People following me have to get used to it. People who don't like it have to get used to it. And people who like it have to get used to it, right? So this has really been a great process for me personally in terms of normalizing this. And normalizing is to intentionally remind yourself that this is completely normal. And I talk about normalizing wealth um, and this is part of it it's similar to the first time that you fly first class so the first time Brennan and I flew first class we had it on such a pedestal like we were just oh my god this is amazing look at this like we couldn't fall asleep because we were so excited we didn't we could barely watch movies because we we're so excited we wanted to push every single button we wanted to try all the food drink all the alcohol well more so Brennan um and we just like we had it on such a pedestal there's so much excitement about it right versus like, the 75th time that you fly first class, eventually becomes your new normal. You're able to come on, you're able to go to sleep, you're able to understand that this is like the new standard for you. This is this is the new normal. And, you know, I have to remind myself that living in a penthouse style apartment that costs almost as, as much as my entire annual income when I worked as a secretary in 2016, but that same money, but in the month, <laughs> so um this is my new normal and I'm growing to get used to it. This is my new standard, right? So that's one thing that I have learned. And that's one way that I hope I can help you with um in terms of telling you the story. Cuz I don't tell stories guys just to blab about myself. Like I tell stories because there's lessons that I learned within my life that I want to share with you guys that you can apply these lessons to other parts of your life. And so another thing I learned through this manifestation is to be ruthless about your vision. There's nothing wrong with being ruthless about getting what you want and being ruthless about your vision. The thing that fucks us up is when we don't surrender to the how it's going to happen. So I really learned to surrender, 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 surrender to the how, surrender to the divine timing. Um, I just had this vision that I would come home and immediately find the house, quote unquote, house that I was looking for. Right. But I couldn't have predicted any of the things that transpired and conspired for us to move in here. I trusted that this place would fall into my lap. I trusted the signs. I paid close close attention and I took the risk to seal the deal. And here's the thing, you guys, manifestation will always involve some sort of risk. It's always going to involve some sort of scary feeling action, like saying, yes, like, yes, we'll do it. Yes, we'll take it. Yes, we'll move in that will require you to quickly expand and then quickly normalize. That's your work. Your work is to normalize. The universe will give you everything you need to expand as fast as you possibly want, but it's your work to normalize it so that you can keep it, right? Um, so that you don't sabotage it. But it's so worth it at the end. It's so worth it. Taking the risk and saying yes is so worth it, and you're never going to regret listening to those intuitive hits. Um I'm going to give you guys a virtual tour of the place on Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, it's at manifestationbabe. I don't know when exactly the weather hasn't been really good. Um, It's been very cloudy in LA and then I have two dogs right now making a mess everywhere. So as soon as I just get it a little more organized um, at some point in the next week, I'm going to give you guys a virtual tour and I'll put it as a story highlight. So maybe this podcast episode is going to come out after the tour is already done or maybe before just look for it in a highlight or if not, just keep following me. Um, I want this story and this manifestation of mine to remind you guys that you can literally have anything that your heart desires. Your visions are there for a reason and it will come about in the most perfect divine way for you. Uh, time to trust in the divine timing and time to trust your intuitive hits. Your higher self is always communicating with you. Maybe it's time, you know, maybe this episode is a sign for you to start normalizing something in your life. Maybe you are on the brink of sabotaging your relationship that you don't believe that you deserve. Maybe you're on the brink of sabotaging a job that you just got or a business you just started that again you don't feel that you deserve, but you do. You have to stop listening to your ego. Your ego never will never be convinced that you deserve something. Ever, 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 ever. Your ego is an immature child that never grew up, right? It just needs some love. It needs some reminders. Your higher self is that adult that will give you everything you could possibly want. I hope this episode inspired you guys. Please share it with someone who you know needs to hear this story. As always, take a screenshot, tag me, share your aha moments, breakthroughs, takeaways, all that good stuff. And I can't wait to catch you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, Be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.